This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. For as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Investor Mindset Podcast. My name is Stephen Pesavento, and each week we share mindset tips and real estate investing strategies to help you take your business and your investment portfolio to the next level. Today, we've got a very special guest. Dan Sheeks is in the studio. How are you doing today, Mr. Dan? I'm doing great, Stephen. Excited to be here. Thank you very, very much for having me on. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in because... You know, I think this topic that we're going to be talking about is so important, not only for all the parents that are out there, they're going to be listening, but for really everybody who is interacting um, and going to be eventually hiring and working with young people out in the world. And of course, you are a, a high school business and marketing teacher, you're a real estate investor, you're a big personal finance advocate, and you're author of a brand new book that's coming out via Bigger Pockets. Uh, called First to a Million, A Teenager's Guide to Achieving Early Financial Freedom. And today, what we're going to really be diving into is some of these concepts that are so important, but also how can we help pass along these concepts of financial freedom to young people, um, especially in a day and age where not everyone's having the opportunity like your students are to be taught this by their teachers in their school. So it really does come down to the community. It comes down to the parents and it comes down to people volunteering to you know, come and share this information. So we're going to be diving into some really important things. There's obviously we're going to encourage you uh, to be able to pass along this information to people who can make an impact. Um, but uh, tell us, Dan, uh, a little bit about uh why you ended up putting this together after so many years of teaching financial literacy to, uh, to young people? Sure. Yeah. Great question. Um, yeah, I've, I've been teaching for 19 years uh, and I've been investing in real estate for six or seven. Um, so not too long for real estate investing, but um, about that same time, six or seven years ago, my wife and I also found the fire movement. We found bigger pockets. We found choose FI and that community. And we really kind of went all in on building passive income streams, index fund investing, real estate investing, um, and setting ourselves on a journey to early financial independence, which we have done. Um, you know, we've been fortunate. We've done really well on that front. Um, and so it only made sense at some point, you know, I, I'm in front of young people every day and I love my job as a high school business teacher. I, I get a lot out of my job. It's very rewarding and fulfilling because I know I'm making a difference. But, you know, I teach classes like personal finance and entrepreneurship and marketing. And so it just made sense once I got exposed and learned enough about the early financial independence strategies and real estate investing and passive income and everything else that falls kind of under those umbrellas that I just needed to pass it on to my students, which I've been doing in my classroom. But at some point I realized, this is bigger than this needs to be bigger than what I'm doing in my classroom, the kids that I have exposure to every day. So let's go out. And I built a website and social media accounts. And then, you know, eventually decided to write the book, which Bigger Pockets is publishing. There's also a workbook that goes with the book. Um, and they're both, I think, available right now, basically. 
Uh, and so it's just about sharing that knowledge because my, my passion is working with young people. So that's my niche. And so let's get this information out to young people because there isn't anything else out there that's specific to young people. So that's why well, I, I think it. It, it, it's so, it's such a big idea and what is so surprising to me, but then I, it surprised me that it's not more prolific being that I think it's one of the most important topics that young people should be learning, but they're not. And I think back to when I was in high school or, or earlier that I was not learning anything about entrepreneurship or business or financial education. None of that was going on. And then as a, as an adult, as, as a business owner, working with junior achievement, other organizations like this, I've, I've come to find that it's still missing from the curriculum. It's nonprofit companies and organizations are having to come in and have volunteers come and share their experience with with classrooms just to give students a little taste of what financial education literacy is all about. So um, one of the things that I think uh, people will be surprised about, but tell us a little bit about your experience on how these young people, how these kids are really (laughs) reacting to that financial independence movement? Yeah, they, they, they react really well. I mean, when, when you start talking about things like early financial independence, which is something that, uh, I mean, most Americans don't know about, let alone just you know, young people. Um, most adults in our country do not know about the idea of early financial independence. So you start sharing that information with young people, which I do in my classroom, and I have an, I have an online community too of young people that are interested in these topics. Um, not all of them, but a lot of them, like they, they perk up and they're interested. Like, what are you talking about? I've never heard this concept before. I think some of them are a little skeptical at first as they should be. Whenever, whenever someone comes up and starts talking about a topic or, or a strategy that just sounds a little like maybe too good to be true, I think your guard should come up. But once I start showing them you know, the strategies and the numbers. And I bring in guest speakers who have already reached financial independence and they're in their, you know, thirties or forties or even younger. Uh, then they're like, you know what, this is, this is legit. Um, and they trust me as their teacher. I'm not, you know, trying to sell them anything. So uh, they do pay attention and they do love to learn. And a shout out to you, Stephen, um, recognize you, you, you came into my classroom and talked about real estate investing and some of the strategies you've used to have success. And my students ate it up. You know, I mean, they, they love hearing about people who are not just talking about it, but actually doing it. And, and kudos to you for you know, taking time to share your story with my students. Thank you very much. Well, you know, it was my pleasure, but I, I want to challenge the listeners for everyone who's out there who is listening right now. You know, how can you go and speak to some young people and share your experience regardless of where you're at in your life? Because I can remember growing up, lower middle class family, definitely not hearing a lot about entrepreneurship in my world, you know, not hearing a lot about other options outside of maybe going blue collar or if I'm lucky, you know, going to university and going the traditional route. And so I think it is such a necessity for us to be able to go and bring this idea of the investor mindset, bring this idea of the entrepreneurial mindset into these classrooms. And one of the best ways to do that is being able to be that model or that mentor to a person, even just for a moment to share those ideas. So I encourage anyone who's listening, uh, you know, take a challenge, go to junior achievement, 
you know, go and find a local classroom. Maybe you have, you know, kids that you are already connected to a district and you can do that. I encourage you guys to do that because this is how you start planting those seeds and you'll never know what is going to end up being harvested from those initial seeds. So talk to us a little bit about how do we plant those seeds with students, with young people that are in our lives or connected to, you know, what is working as far as getting people engaged and excited about this topic? Yeah. I, and I'll answer that question at, at, you know, speaking to the parents out there. Um, although anybody who, who has a teenager or young person in their life can, can employ most of these ideas. So, you know, parents out there um, who have teenagers, you're probably already passing along, you know, more than the average parent, you know, just by the fact that they're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing they, they have some financial literacy uh, or, or, you know, a high level of that. So they're probably already doing a pretty good job, but if they're not doing these things, they can start doing them. So number one, um, I encourage parents to open up the books of the, the small business that is their household and, and sit their kids down and show them here's where all the money is. Here's where all the money comes from. Here's all the income we have, the revenue streams for the household, whether that's one stream or 10, share them all, explain them all, and then go into the, you know, the, the credits, the debits and the credits of, of the business. So here's where the money is going out. Here's the monthly bills we have. Here's the, the loans that we have to make payments on um, and, and show them the spreadsheet, have them click the mouse to pay the bill and to submit the payment. Um, and include them in that every month when you sit down and balance your checkbook and go over your credit card statements, um, include them in those conversations. And you know what? Include them in the strategic decisions of where that household is going in the future. If you're going to take a big vacation, talk to your kids about budgeting for it. Put them in charge, you know, say, okay, you need to do some research. How much is that hotel going to cost? How much are the plane tickets going to cost? You know, and it, it's age dependent, of course. If they're nine, probably they're not going to do that. But if they're in their 15, 16, 17, they can do some searching and find some prices and come back to you and say, here's what I found. Um, absolutely, uh, parents should be um, adding their children on to their credit card uh, accounts as an authorized user. That's a big one. Um, that starts building that young person's credit score before they're 18. And then as soon as that young person turns 18, have them apply for their own credit card in their own name. Um, now, obviously, teach them the strategies that, you know, are needed to handle a credit card responsibly. But I mean, honestly, would you do you want your child making credit card mistakes when they're 16 living at home or when they're 22 off off on their own? You know, those mistakes at home are easy to fix and they're probably not going to be too large. Allow them to make those those mistakes. Allow them to go over the budget you gave them. Allow them maybe to miss a payment if, if they're in charge of making the payments for your credit card. Uh, have a miss a payment and then show them how much that costs them um, in fees from the credit card company and interest. Uh, and, you know, and just have money discussions. A, a great topic I like is you know, sitting around the dinner table or driving in the car, say, you know, if we won the lottery and we got, let's say we got $100,000 from the lottery today, what would we, would we do with that money and why would we do it? And let's talk about the pros and cons of all those decisions. And that's a fun conversation to have. Everyone likes to think about coming into a windfall of money. Um, you know, I, I yeah. wouldn't make it a million dollars because that's, that's almost too much. But if we got a hundred grand, where's that money going to go? Where do you, where do you want to spend it? Where do you want to save it? Where do you want to invest it? 
and why. And those conversations can lead into, you know, many more conversations down the road. Yeah, these are these are super actionable things. And it's giving young people an opportunity to actually learn and apply some of these ideas before they get out into the world, because you got to think about it. How many young people go off to college? They don't know anything about what it's costing. Their parents are paying for everything or they're not. Uh, and they're taking out huge amounts of loans and they're responsible for paying those back at some point. But they don't really have any financial understanding about what they're doing. And it isn't until years later, if ever, that they end up discovering how big of mistakes they've made earlier or what they could have been doing differently. And so I just think it's such a great concept to really give people an opportunity early on to do some of those things. What are, what are some of the other strategies that people can implement, you know, right here today that can, you know, hearts set, start setting that foundation in place? Um, there's one really cool strategy I, I want to talk about that, that I, I learned from a friend of mine, Adam Carroll, but another one I thought of is, um, all right. So one small idea, well, it's not small, I, I think. Um, and some people might disagree with me on this, but I think every high school kid, every teenager should have a job, whether it's just in the summer or just on the weekends, but they should have a job, a, a W-2 job. So they have to actually fill out an application. They have to maybe even do an interview. Um, they get a pay stub and, and go through that pay stub with your child line by line. Go through your pay stub with your child line by line. And I think learning and, and appreciating the value of a dollar from a very early age is, is something that they'll never forget. So encourage your young, your child, you know, teenager, high college kid to get a job. <clears throat> then here's another strategy that I, I got from a friend of mine, Adam Carroll, and I have not used this myself. My, you know, I have a son, but he's not old enough to do this yet. So, um, but I love this idea and it is, um, doesn't really have a name. We should come up with a name, but, uh, so take, let's say you have a teenager, 14, 15, 16 years old, you, and you've, you've built up to this over time, but then you say, you know, all right, starting next year, next calendar year, you are going to be on your own for, for money. We are going to pay for your housing. We are going to pay for your food in the house. Everything else you are going to pay for. And we're going to give you a stipend and it's going to, it has to be a quite a bit of money because they're going to be paying for everything. And so it may be a thousand, two thousand $2,000 a month. So then they literally have their own checking account, which is, you know, if they're under 18 is, is a joint account with the parent, but it's just their money and they pay for their food. Um, if they go out to eat with their friends, it's, it's coming off their debit card and their checking account. Um, even if they go out with the family. So if you go out to Chili's as a family, separate checks, and that 16-year-old is going to pay for his check with his debit card into his account, watch how fast that 16-year-old starts to look at the menu and not just the items, but the prices when he or she knows it's coming out of their account and not mom or dad's where I just order whatever I want. Um, if you're going on vacation, they have to pay for their share of the gas, their, their share of the lodging. They have to pay for their ticket into Disney World um, and their food while they're in Disney World. Now, you're giving them enough money that they can do this, right? You're not saying we're going to leave you at home. That's not the point. The point is, <laughs> is to allow them to budget 
from a very early age and say, okay, I have this money coming in. That vacation is going to cost me $2,000. I'm only bringing in $1,000 a month from my stipend and, and maybe a little bit extra from my part-time job. I now, now to think, I need to think proactively and save up some money over time so that I can go on that vacation with my family because I don't want to get left behind and still pay my fair share. Um, you know, their activities, their clubs, their uh, sports camps, they're paying for all of this out of their account. They learn how, how expensive it is, one, to, to have a kid, but they also learn to budget and <laughs> yeah. let them make mistakes. Let them overdraft their checking account and get fined by the bank. If they do it once, they'll never do it again, I hope. Um, let them fall a little bit short of that budget for that vacation. Still let them go. Maybe you give them a loan and charge them a little bit of interest so that they can go on the vacation and they learn, wow, I should have saved more. I didn't plan ahead well enough. Um, and so basically they're on their own financially, even though they're living in the house, except for housing and, and food in the house. And I think um, it's a kind of a radical idea, but that young person that graduates from high school and goes out into the real world will have no problem managing their finances once they're out there. Well, I just think it's, it, it's a radical idea, but it's really, it's a practical idea because at the end of the day, what you're really doing is you're saying, Hey, let's role play this out, but we're going to role play it with real money and we're going to use real life situations. And we're going to let you learn by doing because that's one of the most mm -hmm. effective ways to learn. Now, a lot of time we sit in classrooms or we read books or we theoretically learn, but even when it comes to real estate, someone can read a lot about buying deals, but until you've actually mm -hmm. bought one, you've potentially lost money, you've made money, you've experienced what it's like to wonder if you're going to close or not, it's going to change the whole game. And I can say as somebody who uh, had the uh, opportunity, as I'll call it, to grow up young uh, or grow up quickly uh, and get a job and pay for a lot of things very early on. Like I knew the value of a dollar early, early in my life. And, you know, those kind of skills are so valuable. And it's surprising when I talk to young people today and they, they don't really understand that. Um, and so it's so what a beautiful way to be able to give them an opportunity to learn in an environment where they can fail and it's not mm -hmm. going to be life or death. Yeah. And it's about that. It's about allowing them to fail while they're still in the safety of, of the parents, you know, guardianship, because it's, it's way more scary to fail when you're off out there on there by, by yourself. And then they have to come back to the parents and say, Hey, I, I just got kicked out of my, my apartment. I missed rent for three months. I need, I need you to bail me out. You know, I think it's an investment for the parent to teach them those skills earlier. And then they're not coming to you. They're not, moving back into your house at age 25 and living yeah. in the basement for three years, trying to get back on their feet kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And uh, how many parents that are listening are currently experiencing that the beauty, the beauty of it, I'm sure of spending time with family, but also the curse of wondering, Hey, are they going to be able to get back after it? Right. And so yeah. what, what a great way to be able to overcome that. And we, we just have to realize that, you know, people need to learn this stuff early. And the thought is, you know, when I meet people all across the board, when regardless of what their age is, they always wish they would have learned about real estate investing earlier in life. And so why not start making sure that it's a key priority to teach and have people have these real life experiences? Um, 
what other uh, thoughts or advice would you like to give to folks out there who want to kind of take this and run with it and carry it forward? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of transition into what, what I have in my book, which is, you know, written for a teenager. Honestly, though, Stephen, any young person, any adult for that matter, who's just beginning to learn about early financial independence, my book would be a great introduction to that, those strategies, concepts, topics, um, and the fire movement in general, honestly. So the, my book is not a real estate investing book, but I do talk about real estate investing in it. I'm a big fan of real estate investing as an investor myself. Um, and I focus mostly on the house hacking strategy, which I think is by far the best strategy for young people to get started in real estate. And so the book and the workbook kind of guide them through a process so that they can buy their first house hack property you know, age 19, 20, 21, 22, somewhere in there. Um, and I, I have young people in my community that I facilitate, the Sheik's Freaks community, that are buying properties at those ages, 19, 20. I have a 20-year-old who just closed on his second property um, last month. And, and so it is absolutely possible. And I think all your listeners understand that it is. Um, and, you know, they, they might, you know, volunteer to co-sign on their son or daughter's mortgage, which will help them speed up the process even more. They can be 18 at that point buying a property. Um, if you train them well and they've you know, read my book and workbook and some others that are um, awesome, like uh, I'll put a plug in for The House Hacking Strategy by Craig Curlop. Mm. Great book for anyone looking to do that. Also published by Bigger Pockets. Um, if, if the parents have set their kids up right at 18, if, if they happen to be you know, mature enough, which is always kind of an if you never know about a teenager, but they can do it. I, I've, I've seen and worked with young people doing it at age 18 and 19. Um, I have a, a young guy in my uh, Sheik's Freaks community who happens to live here in Colorado. He's 19 and he's in his first house act coming to talk to my classes tomorrow about his experience. Going to share all his numbers, how he found the property, how he analyze the deal, how he closed on it, um, and sharing that with, you know, my current 17, 18 year old seniors. Uh, so the book is, it does go over some basic personal finance stuff, which is absolutely important, but it very quickly moves into higher level personal finance stuff, like the passive income, the frugality, um, mindset, entrepreneurship, the, the traits of an entrepreneur and, and buying real estate and opening a brokerage account, all this stuff, you know, well before they're 20, 21 years old. So um, it's a great holiday gift. I'll put a little plug in there. Uh, I, great I wanted stuff. to have, I want to let the audience know, I wanted to have you on, you know, specifically because I know how important this subject is. And just as, you know, somebody who's out there in the world, hiring young people, looking to bring them on into our team and finding people who are excited about real estate is phenomenal. But the earlier that we can start this, the the better. And it's really this is a public service announcement that if you have kids, I really encourage you go out and buy first to a million, a teenager's guide to achieving early financial freedom, um, drop it in their stocking and start planting some of these ideas because there's a lot of parents, there's a lot of aunts, uncles, there's a lot of people with friends who are having kids or potentially you're a parent yourself. But wherever you end up falling in that category, I really encourage you to you know, find a way to be giving back because it's that next generation. A lot of people, you know, they, you know, crap on uh, millennials all day and they crap on Gen Z's and, you know, 
there's just a misunderstanding within the different generations and that's normal. And that's absolutely normal, but this is our opportunity to be able to pass along these lessons to people who are younger than us. And God, I wish I would have known about this stuff younger and taken action on it. So I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode, got a few ideas. Um, Dan, where can people find out more about you or get in touch? Uh, best way is just send me an email, dan at sheiksfreaks.com. And I'll, I'll send that to you, Stephen, for your show notes. Um, but I'm also, I'm on Bigger Pockets every day, LinkedIn, Instagram. Um, I'll also send you, Stephen, for your show notes, the link where they can go buy the book in the workbook, which is biggerpockets.com slash teen. And if they buy both of them, they get a little discount. So appreciate you having me on. Uh, love talking about this stuff all day long, every day. Um, and, and I think you hit it on the head. You know, my way of giving back, because my wife and I have been so fortunate, was to write the book. And if any of your listeners out there want to help some teenagers out, just put it in their hands and, and hope that they, they read it, digest it, use it, and it'll change their life. Absolutely. It's beautiful. Well, uh, thanks, you guys, for listening. I challenge you for a third time to go find a way to personally invest some of your time talking with young people and making a difference. I promise you it'll be worth it internally as well as for all the people who listen so take care and uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode i'll thank you for joining for another incredible episode of the investor mindset it's such a joy to be able to share these beliefs these thoughts these ways of living with each and every one of you guys because i just know the power that it can make and for some of you for the select few of those people who are truly committed to going after their goals, the people who really believe that there's another level from where they're operating right now, the people who are ready to make change happen rapidly, and even if you're somebody who is stuck, who knows what you need to do, you know exactly the strategy, but for some reason you're not doing it, for those people, there's another option. There's another level that you can reach. And, and what I've noticed after coaching tons and tons of people through this process is that there's a simple formula. And when you can start to understand how to unlock those pieces within yourself, you'll start to feel more vibrant. You'll start to feel more energized. You'll start to make more money and you'll start to enjoy the process through and through. So if you're somebody who's in a position and you're ready to make change happen, you're ready to invest in yourself, you really believe that the best investment the truest ROI is investing yourself because it continues to give back over and over again. Then I invite you to schedule a call, share a little bit about yourself, and uh, see how we might be able to help serve you with the Investor Mindset Coaching. You can head right over to InvestorMindset.com discovery, set up a call, and if there's an opportunity to serve, I'll be right there with you. Thanks, and I look forward to uh, talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 